Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. I'm going to deviate from the Abeka series this week. Whenever there's a holiday, my tradition is that whenever everyone's at home, we have family prayer and devotion. Since it was Christmas, I decided to focus on that story for devotion and I want to share it with you. I'll be reading Luke 2, 1 through 7 from the New Living Translation. And it says, At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This is the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. We've heard the story often that there was no room. Uh, No room for them. They were there in Bethlehem in the city of David for the census so obviously they weren't there alone others were there as well yet no one made room even though they knew that the census was going to be taking place they knew that room needed to be made for the people no one would make room for them now granted you got a lady who's pregnant getting ready to give birth at any moment Maybe they thought "Mm, they may be here longer than a day, which is what most people who took lodging were there. They were only in, and it was really like a guest room. It wasn't like a hotel, anything of that nature. They would go to that guest room within someone's house that would bring all their own stuff, their own food, their own utensils to cook with. Everything had supply, everything for themselves. The only thing they used a room for, really, was to lay their heads down. And then they were up and out the next day. But for whatever reason, no one would make room for them. Again, the census is taking place there, which means that not only was Joseph there, but Joseph's people were there. His family was there. And with it being the city of David and him being a descendant of David, it's quite possible that he had relatives living there that he knew, yet no one would make room for them. I mean, if I knew that my cousin and his wife were getting ready to have a baby at any point, I would probably give up my room, let them stay there, And then I would find somewhere else to go. But no one made room. His family wouldn't make room. This is the same family that when they were all traveling together 
before when Jesus was about 12 and was in the synagogues uh, speaking with the religious leaders. Mary and Joseph thought that he was among the family. So these are people who eventually would have and could have possibly cared for Jesus, but they wouldn't make room at that time when he was to enter the world. And the one person who did make room did so in their stable. Again, why not give up your room for the night? Why don't you go down to sleep in the stable? You see this lady is pregnant and ready to give birth at any point. Why wouldn't your heart be moved with compassion? Now, historically, sleeping in a stable was not uncommon. Stables were often on the lower level of the house. The living quarters were on the upper level. And it was quite common, especially during the wintertime, to sleep in the stable because the animals gave you um, heat. They also would use the dung for fuel for heat and starting fires. And on top of that, because we're in ancient times, there are no refrigerators. If you needed some milk or something, hey, you know, you can get a drink in the middle of the night or whenever. You got easy access. So it's not uncommon for people to sleep in stables and for them to offer the stable means that it's probably something that they had done before or at least something that they were familiar with. Why not make room for this man and his wife and this baby? Though it was a common practice during that time, you're still sleeping in a stable with stinky, filthy, animals and all of their filth and stuff around them picture driving behind a livestock truck all night long that's what it's like sleeping in this stable that's just sleeping which again is not an uncommon practice but this is definitely not a place to have a baby I'm sure in that time it was considered unsanitary in today's day and age it would be ludicrous to think about having a baby in a stable. So you look at Jesus entering the world in a filthy, stinky environment, unwelcomed, and came in to save the very people who would not make room for him. Because he was in the stable and because no room was made for him, he had to be laid in a manger. And we see the pictures of, you know, Jesus laying in the manger. And it's usually uh, something that's open and, and made of wood and the, the bed of hay. But a manger is a feeding trough. And most of them were made, or I should say many of them, were made of stone back then. You know, it may have been wood, it may even been metal. But he's in this feeding trough, this place where livestock slobbers and eats and eats God knows what. It may be hay, it may be something else. We don't know. But this is where he is laid. This is where they try to find some place to make comfort for the baby because there's no room. They didn't want to lay him on the, the dirt floor. So they put him in a place 
where animals feed out of, which was likely made of stone, cold, hard surface. But likewise, he came into the world for us and we treat him, unfortunately, the same way. Oftentimes, Jesus is a nuisance for us and we would just rather not be bothered with him unless we're in trouble. Then it's like, well, Jesus, you know, where are you? Can you help me, please? If you do this for me, then I'll do things of that nature. And once we're all in the clear, we go right back to our old ways. We shouldn't treat Jesus like this. We ought to make room for him. We should be like the wise men that traveled a long distance, brought the things that they needed to bring with them, the provision necessary so that they could make that trip and came to worship him. They worshiped him with their lives and in giving praise unto him. They worshiped him with their substance. They bring gifts to him. This is how we should look at and treat Jesus. So I challenge you, if you're like those that turned him away altogether, make room. If you do give him room, is it your best or do you have him tucked off in the stable? If you have him tucked off in the stable, I challenge you, I beg you, I plead with you, prepare the best place possible for him and honor him who gave everything for you, died the most horrific death known and came into this world unwelcomed so that he could prepare a place and welcome you into his home in heaven. Unless something changes, I plan to go back to Psalms 34 next week and we will look at what's going on in David's life when he wrote that passage that will put us back on the path of the Abeka curriculum and that's just going deeper into uh, the letter D which is depart from evil and do good so I want you to think about the things that I've just shared and until we meet again God bless and keep it together